Welcome to Hold Up Ways. We are so excited about Beyond excited. No, it's a whole situation. <laughs> Not a little situation. It is a whole situation. Yes, we became quick fans of him through the recommendation of one of the engineers. Who we love. Yes, he was. I feel like he was with us our first time ever recording and he popped our podcast. Sherry, he did. (laughs) And he recommended that we talk to Tevin, who is going to be our guest for this week. And we went. Oh, we <laughs> we went to his page and fell in love with him instantly. Like it was like his DM. love at first sight. <laughs> <laughs> so this week we are going to be talking to Tevin. Hey guys, my name's Tevin, also known on social media as Fat Chuck Bass. Now, I just asked him who Chuck Bass was. So tell us who he is for those of us who don't know. So for those of you guys who don't know who Chuck Bass is, he is the end-all, be-all character on the original Gossip Girl series, (laughs) played by Ed Westwick. He's absolutely amazing. Um, From the first time I ever watched that show, I was absolutely smitten with him, not just because of his character itself, but the way that he dressed and stuff like that. And at the time, I was really into, like, preppy clothes Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So it kind of fit me in a way. Mm -hmm. So that's how Fat Chuck Bass was born. Uh, and if you know me, I am that's right up my alley. Girl, a good gossip is girl. The whitest of black. Oh, oh I love a good white. I love a good white show. Love so it. I was definitely a fan of Gossip Girl. So I'm like, when he told me what that meant, I'm like, oh, I know him. So, they had a whole moment. I love you even more. They've been <laughs> talking about Gossip Girl was lit, especially if you're from New York. It was just like Sex in the City on steroids because they were young. I could relate to them. And they were going to all of these places that, <laughs> to a certain extent, because I work in fashion, mm-hmm. I had access to. So, okay. so I was just like, oh, I'm living for this. <laughs> Not living. Did you go through the whole Tommy Hilfiger phase with, like, the prep situation? Oh, for I sure. My I was about to say. I tried Tommy to work for, for Tommy Hilfiger. So I applied to work for Tommy Hilfiger twice. Both times they interviewed me and I did not get the job. And it was just like Shame the first time, very much so. Right. <laughs> the okay. first time I showed up to my interview with Archive Tommy Hilfiger on. Oh, okay. Yes. So I went digging and I was just like, I'm going to pull out a vintage piece to show you guys that I know your brand. Right. And I did not get the job. Who got the job? This boring ass little white boy who, when they were asking him questions, could barely tell them anything mm. about the company, their like knowledge on things. And like after the process was done, he was like, oh, yeah, I got the job. And I was just How? like, oh, good for you. Wow. wow. Okay, this is, I already know this is going to be a great <laughs> episode. <laughs> okay, so before, let's, before we dive into all the questions and things, so tell us like who you are, what you stand for, all the things. We know you're an you're amazing model, like looking at your pictures. Thank you. All of the things. Yes, my like, first uh, my first uh, message to Sam was, we need his confidence. I'm like, he looks fire in every picture. Every picture. <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, 
who am I? I am a plus size male model. I'm a stylist. I am a body positive activist. And I, above all of that, I'm a black man who really, you know, cares for the people who I surround myself with and the people that are around the place that, you know, necessarily don't see themselves in the light that they deserve to be viewed mm. in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I want to be that person that can help them get to that place because I had someone that helped me get to that place mm-hmm. myself. That started with me in dance class. I had a dance teacher who made it very clear to me that there is nothing separating you from the other guys in this class. Yes, you may be bigger, but you guys have all the same parts. You guys do all the same things. So I need for you when you're in that locker room to move with confidence, do what you need to do so you can get out on that floor and do what I know that you're capable of. I love, love it. That. You know? How old were you when you took dance? I was in high school, so I started dancing really late in life. Oh, okay. Um, I started my freshman year of high school, and I did that through high school and my first two years of college. Okay. Yeah. Now, were you a chunky kid? Oh, I've always been chunky. <laughs> like, if you look back at my baby photos and stuff, I've always been, uh, you know, chubby little butterball baby. Aww, um, I love it. You know, we were literally just talking about, I, I think it's the issue when kids, babies, especially when they aren't fat. Like, there's something, you're not feeding a baby, like, there's something <laughs> going on when a baby is not fat. I mean, that's that's definitely, especially I come from a Caribbean background. Mm-hmm. They view it that way, too. Yeah. When they see a baby that's a little bit on the thin side, they're always like, are you not feeding that child? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing to that child? Why do they look so... I feel you know? like that's something, because my, my daughter was born early. Not super early, but she was definitely early. And she was so little. And I remember when she got her first role, I took a picture. I was so happy when she finally had a little <laughs> role because I was used to chunky babies. Mm-hmm. That's just what usually, you know what I'm saying, in, in the black culture, that's what we, that's what all our little babies are. So I was so happy when she first finally got her, when she first got her little role. So... Um, now how did you, how did you break into the, I don't know if I'm skipping ahead. No, you so do, you do. Okay. <laughs> so how did you break into the, I feel like it's so hard to break into the industry as a plus size woman. So how did you do it as a plus size man? Because y'all, his pictures are so fire. Good. Yes. Thank you. Um, that's, that's when I start to blush and get a little, like, <laughs> um, I'll say first and foremost that, like, when people compliment me, it kind of takes me to a place, like, it. I get a little emotional because really? um, I feel like I've been doing this and I've been working at it for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yes, I, I see myself and I'm like, this is great. This is cool. But when I hear it, like, feedback from other people, it always just, like, it humbles me and it reminds me like okay like you're doing something good and like mm-hmm. continue yeah like, you hit these roadblocks but continue yeah um but yeah i pretty much got into it i've always been into social media and things mm-hmm. like that like mm-hmm. even before i should have been allowed to be on social media you know what <laughs> i was on social media like building profiles and stuff like that okay um and i like when instagram like you know started and i had i made my profile and like you know i would just post things and one day I was in a Starbucks and this lady walked in and she was just like, oh, my God, I love how you're dressed. And I was with my ex-boyfriend at the time. And she was just like, both of you dress.
dressed so well. Like, do you guys work in fashion? And I was just like, no, but I want to. Mm -hmm. Wow. And she was just like, well, take my email address down. Um, I'll send you some stuff. You know, I went home, I emailed her. Hey, thank you for, you know, everything. Thank you for being so kind to me. She Mm -hmm. was just like, hey, so there's a party happening tomorrow. Meet me at this address. And I was like, okay, I get there. And, you know, it's this major party. Um, I forget who um, the, it was between a liquor sponsor and GQ magazine. Oh. And I get there. This was that issue that Beyonce was on the cover. Wow. Um, And I think it was at the Jane Hotel or something like that. So I brought my best friend with me. We took pictures and stuff like that. And I started just posting online. Mm-hmm. And like every time I would go to a different event, I would post these things online. Was it getting a bunch of likes? Not really. But, you know, it just kind of catapulted into this thing. And I was like, okay, bow ties and big dreams. That's what I'm going to call. Oh, oh I love that. Right? And I was just like, you know, I'm going to document my little nightlife situation that's happening right now. Because this is kind of cool. This is fun. <laughs> she invited me to my first show in Fashion Week. And then I met oh. who um, this girl who is basically a sister to me at this point. Mm-hmm. Her name's Kim Dillinger. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we met and we hit it off and we clicked. And we've just been like this since wow. we work together and we do different things together. And she was just like, you know, I'm working with Daisy Llewellyn. Um, She passed away a couple of Mm -hmm. years ago, but she was on Bravo's Blood, Sweat and Heels. Mm -hmm. And things just kind of took off from there for me. And then um, on my social media, I garnered the attention of ASOS. Oh, I love ASOS. I love ASOS, too. Love ASOS. Um, So they reached out to me when they were launching their plus-size men's line in the U.S., Mm -hmm. and they were like, hey, so we're, you know, having a launch party, and we'd like for you and a couple of the other, um, you know, influencers that are in the U.S. to come together and, like, do some stuff for us, create some content for us. We're going to send you guys out in the city with a photographer, and we're going to have a dinner and stuff. And we just, like, you know, want you guys to do your thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and from there, I garnered the attention of another photographer. And he was just like, I really like what, you know, you have going on. I want to push the envelope. I want to do some color stuff with you. And then I was featured in this online magazine called The um, Underdog Men. And it just kept going from there. Mm. So it sounds like you fell into it. Did you know that you wanted to be a plus size model or did you I didn't know that. Like I always I always knew that I wanted to like be in the magazines mm-hmm. that I read. Like mm-hmm. GQ when I was, you know, in high school and stuff like that was huge for me. I would skip class to be up in the library. It's <laughs> like reading the magazine or like stealing pages when I could. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, it's cute it's the stuff. Thing. Yeah. Like I right. need to like, you know, right. build up my little mood board and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. So I would steal pages out of the magazine and I was just like, one day I'm going to be in this magazine. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like it's going to happen for Putting me. Putting it out there. And That's I was right. just yeah. like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be at some party and they're going to photograph me and it's going to be a cool photograph. And I'm going to be one of those guys that's in the magazine, like just, you know, a cool New Yorker. And I never, ever thought that like, Not only would I be in the magazine, but I would have a full page spread and I would be an Mm -hmm. international Mm -hmm. version of the magazine, Mm -hmm. you know. And it's just like, you know, they say like, you know, ask God for the things that you want. Manifest the things that Mm -hmm. you want in life. And never in a million years that I think that it would have happened in the capacity that it it did. Yeah. 
Has there been like, as you're going through, it's all exciting. Like the journey of, even when we talk about like our confidence and social media is something that we're really working on. Yeah. <laughs> it's like making sure we're photographing all of our moments and things. Is there any time where you are um, sort of nervous about certain content that you're putting out or like, are you just like, I just want everybody to see everything that's going on? For sure. There's always a moment of nervousness when I post new nude content because mm. I have done nude photos and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Um, and while it's always in a tasteful, you know, artistic way, mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't ever like put out something that I felt was distasteful. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not because of my family. It's not because of, you know, any outside forces. It's because of me and how I view myself, mm -hmm. you know. Now, how does that work? So, of course, we found him on Instagram. So it's nothing nude on Instagram. How does that work how do they ask you like hey can we can you be new how does that work when someone asks you this as a model you know what do they say um usually it's just like are you comfortable with shooting nudes yes oh. or no you know it's okay. really really simple and um i very much look at the photographer's work before i agree to anything mm -hmm. okay because if first of all if your photography is not of a certain caliber, I don't want to work with you mm -hmm. because I just feel like, how does it enhance my portfolio? Right. And I get it. Sometimes you do work with a photographer who's just like kind of building themselves up. Right, right. And so they may not be the best, but, you know, you see a, you know, you can see some point. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You see like <laughs> the potential they're, they're, in there. Yes. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. you see that they have a voice. Mm -hmm. Right. Because what people fail to realize is that, yes, as a model, you can create a beautiful image. But if your photographer is not part of that conversation, mm -hmm. then it, it like something that should have been a hit completely misses. Yeah. Right? yeah. I agree with so that. So when I look at a photographer, if I'm seeing certain things like, you know, I'm sorry, but I have to pass up this opportunity. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know. So it was way simpler than I thought. I don't know why I thought it was a whole big to-do. You <laughs> literally just said I they mean, just you have asked. to sign. You have to sign waivers. Yeah. And right. Sorts of stuff. I feel like that's the biggest thing about thing. it. Like, you're, oh. you're definitely signing away a bit of your rights mm -hmm. when it comes to that. Like, the photographer does own the images. Right. And stuff like that. But I'm okay with that as long as I do get to see the images mm -hmm. or I know what's happening with Before the images. Like, out. let me, you know, just let me know. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. You are beyond confident. Like Brittany mentioned, we literally was like, where can we pull that inner Kevin? Yeah. <laughs> so where does that come from? Where do you get your confidence? Um, It comes from, again, like starting with my dance teacher. Mm -hmm. And part of it is letting go of how people view me mm. you know i think in life especially from a young age we're taught that the only image that matters of you is the image that others see that's right but yeah. you have to really stop and ask yourself like how do i see myself there yeah you go. and that's really the you most know, important it is yeah and i think like when you when you stop and you ask yourself that you can put on a white t-shirt and jeans and look at yourself and how do I see myself? And I see myself as the baddest bitch in the world. Yeah. Can we talk about <laughs> literally, I remember like hanging out younger. And when I would get dialed up and I'm like, oh, okay, like you think that everybody's gonna love you. But the, when I had simple, like comfortable, felt secure, that's when all my milkshake mm -hmm. brought all the boys to the yard. Like yeah. that was the time <laughs> it was like, oh. 
Yeah. Okay. I don't. I, I feel like I've heard guys say that they are more attracted to. I don't know if it's just because we're they not, not into paying the, attention. Yeah, the bells that, and whistles. They yes, don't need all the makeup and all the things. You just yeah. walk into the you know you just go into the grocery store like looking like a full blown crackhead. You think I look cute, and that's what, exactly <laughs> what I like think. a crackhead. Like, yes, you think this is cute. When I get dressed up, I'm about to wow you <laughs> because I don't know what it is about just. Being you, not even thinking about twice. We don't have on. We don't have on a lash. You know, you're not even checking your leave out. You just ready to go. Not your, your leave aura. out. That your there aura. you go. Your yeah. aura. I can it's see that. It's your aura. It's like you. You walk out in that moment. A, you're on a mission. That's mm-hmm. number one. Mm-hmm. So if somebody stands in your way, bop, bop. <laughs> you know, but <laughs> you know, it's it's that thing that like. You you walked out of the, the house and you you knew what you were about in that moment. Mm-hmm. It wasn't anything about I'm trying to be cute. It was just let me throw this on. It's cool. I feel comfortable. I feel like me. Yeah. Yeah, you go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And when when you put that energy out, it's infectious. Yeah, a thousand percent. You know? Do you have a go-to outfit or a go-to what's your like you feeling like you ensemble? So it's like two things. In the past, I didn't wear sneakers, but then I really got into like simple white leather sneakers. Okay. And Converse. Okay. Converse is a great staple for all things in life. I am a fan of a good Chuck. It is. Fan. And for me specifically, like I'm wearing a pair of Chuck tees, but I'm really into the Chuck 70s. Um, They're the more vintage style Chuck and... Um, it's I have to be honest, I don't got no, shoe. I don't yeah. own no Converse. Not a one? It's worth oh. no. I have bought my daughter Converse, oh. but I don't own. I just feel like you stabbed me in the heart. one oh. pair. Of, so I don't know the comfort, comfortability. Is it. that a word? And, I don't and it goes great with anything. You can wear it with it a does. suit. You can wear it with a dress. You can wear it like you dress mm-hmm. it up. Okay, I gotta Chucks my, are like my life a up. staple. You mm-hmm. can get them with glitter, metallic, leather. I want to get a pair of leather ones. Oh, the leather ones is fine. <laughs> and if you, especially if you get them embroidered, a little initial, a little signature. Mm-hmm. And right now they have um, limited edition Keith Haring ones. I'm obsessed with Keith Haring. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I'm in the midst of all of this stuff on Klarna, so I'm going to need to hold off on ah! You know what? You know what? <laughs> but that's like on the top of my list because I'm obsessed with Keith Haring and stuff like that. And okay. I'm obsessed with the little custom moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if I could customize my shoe, yes. it's Keith Herring. Like, uh, it's a double win for me. Right, right. Moment. Okay, so a Chuck, is anything else? Um, a pair of Chelsea boots um, and denim. Boot. Like, denim above everything. Like, denim in the summer, denim in the winter. Denim will carry you throughout life. The entire year. So how do you feel about... So for me, I was definitely a legging person. So... Me and Sam both had VSG, and I was, I wasn't fitting all my bigness into denim mm-hmm. comfortably. So I was definitely a legging person. I've gotten more into denim as I've dropped the weight, but how, I don't know if men's clothes are the same. Like, have you always just been able to wear denim effortless, effortlessly? Uh, yeah, thank God for American Eagle. Oh, American Eagle. While why would rest, I was never put American Eagle and plus size together? Ever. And that's the thing. It's almost like a hidden gem that people don't know about. Oh. American Eagle's denim, which I'm wearing right now, and they're great. Like yes. that's a great denim. They're comfy. 
They have amazing stretch to them. They come in an array of washes and styles and rises. Okay. And, you know, leg styles and stuff like that. And they have a stretch. Oh, a stretch is important. Like, the stretch is so the only important. way I can make it through. Yeah, stretch is yes. very... Okay, so a chuck and a denim. So that's okay. I'm a, I'm gonna invest. Like I said, I bought my daughter tons, but I've never. Oh, you need owned a chuck. The chuck. And you, you need can dress it up too. That's that's the fun thing about Converse is, like, depending on the jeans that you're wearing. Like these, I cut the legs off of them just to give the jeans a little personal uh -oh. touch and flair. You mm -hmm, know, mm -hmm. so it takes it up a little notch. It's all of these little things that you do to your denim pieces that like elevates it and makes it you. Have you ever had a hard time finding fashion? Finding oh, yes, something? right now, currently. Really? Like, I feel you like... You would never know. You'll know his like, clip. Fly. Like, right, he looks good, but you would never know. <laughs> we're in a barren desert right now when it comes to clothes, okay? <laughs> yeah, but a big... It, I will, partly because of, like, just from the retail side of it, like, factories are shut down because mm -hmm. of the pandemic, like folks are and a lot of retailers did not pay their bills to factories in like China so mm. clothing is not being shipped the way that it needs to be mm -hmm. it's a whole situation and I mean I don't blame them at all do what you need to do and fight back stand up for yourself because right. that's so important factory workers are not compensated for the work that they do Yeah, we really would be in a for lack of better words shithole yeah. <laughs> if it weren't for these factory workers providing us with all of the things that we so daily take for granted. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. You know, so if right now they feel like, well, we cannot do this, mm -hmm. I 100% support them. Yes, I feel a little sad because I want a little, you know, cute situation to <laughs> yeah. wear. But if that's at the expense of somebody else's well-being... Not worth it. It's not yeah. worth it. Yeah. Okay. So I would like to transition a little bit to dating. That is um, really a thing that Brittany and I have. It's the ghetto for us. Um, oh, it, me oh too. for you too. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like dating plus size has definitely been dating in general because I hear like it's an issue even for smaller people. Mm -hmm. Um. So what is your dating life like? Like, are you dating someone? I know you mentioned when you, um you're sort of breaking into the industry. You were out with your boyfriend. So is that still a mm -hmm. thing? I like to tee on people's social life. <laughs> um, okay, so we'll start back from... Um, the only serious boyfriend that I've really ever had, um, he was absolutely amazing. Um, still is. Um, it sucks that we're not together right now, but I love the fact that we can be friends with one another. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that we can be comfortable with each other. Um, and he's really and truly a great person and has always been supportive of me. Do I wish that like he would have tried to fit himself into my world as far as like the fashion and stuff like that goes? Because I do know that it can be a lot. Yes, I wish that there was that thing because I felt like sometimes during Fashion Week when I'm like darting from show to show and whatnot, I'm missing him. Mm -hmm, you know, right. I want him by my side and... You know, there were just times where that just could not happen. And it Did sucked. he say he was intimidated? I feel like that could be intimidating to someone. I don't necessarily feel like he, I don't, or at least remember him saying that he felt intimidated. Okay. But there were times where I definitely, you know, mm -hmm. like the underlying message to me was that it's a little intimidating. Yeah, yeah. And I get it because it can be a lot. Yeah. You know, Fashion Week is no joke. 
It can be annoying as hell. You know, there's just so much happening all mm-hmm. at once. Yeah. That if this is not what you're choosing to do, mm-hmm. or even if it is what you chose to do, it is overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Right. You know. Did you ever go to the Curvy Con in New York during Fashion Week? Is that I have a thing? not, and I've never been invited, which is really, really funny. Really? Yeah, I feel like um, within the plus-size community, I don't feel like I fit in. Really? Yeah, and it's it's crazy to say. Like, I have a very niche group of friends mm-hmm. that I interact and I do things with. But as far as the plus-size community, they don't really show me love. I don't really know anyone. And I feel like it's always, like, crabs in a barrel. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to get this crumb. And if you feel like you may get the residuals of that, no. Wow. I think that is very, because I would feel like you would be someone great to have in something, in anything regarding plus size, specifically as a plus size male. Right. Because it's not seen as, and like, just your overall being and everything would be something I would want represented in anything that I had to And that's to what I try to do. You know, with everything, like if an opportunity comes for me and this applies to everything in life, what is for you is for you. Yes. What God has set aside for you is for you. And no one can take that. No one. Yeah. So when you present somebody else with an opportunity that has also been presented to you, if the opportunity is for you, you will be a part of it. Right. Yep. But if that other person gets it over you, it celebrate will, them yeah. because you know what? You help them level up right yeah and your opportunity is coming yep yeah so you got to look at it when i went to the carvey con i went in 2019 i had a ball i didn't expect it to be men there and it was plus size men there and i actually started following some of them because they were so it was just such an inclusive environment but i was like i I didn't know you then of course but i'm like man i wonder were you there because it was definitely during new york fashion week and it was just a good vibe the whole thing everyone everything was focused towards plus size yeah every vendor that was there and it was like i mentioned on a previous episode it was even um not just fashion it was people that were selling mattresses and just things that you wouldn't necessarily even think of like oh a a mattress for a plus size person but it was a lot of different people there and they were um a lot of different vendors there and it was definitely men there too and i didn't I didn't know that it would be plus size men there too. So I was just wondering if you were a part of it. Yeah, I feel like the work that I'm doing is at this point, there's a plus size community, but at this point I want to transcend that. Mm. Is it hard? Want, Are you finding it? Oh, hard? it's so hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. without a without a doubt, it's hard. Um, but what I'm always going to do is to push the boundary, push mm-hmm. the envelope, mm-hmm. um, create things that I don't see other plus size people doing, mm-hmm. but I envision myself doing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you guys will follow suit because the one thing that I, I notice is that I'm a trendsetter, mm-hmm. you right. know. And people may not want to admit it, but my insights and stuff on Instagram shows that you are watching my content. <laughs> so you may not be following me, but Instagram sells, says, you know, elsewise. Right. You didn't hit that follow button, but you are most definitely checking you look, it. You're looking, you're checking it. Mm-hmm. You're looking, you're seeing what you can get from what I do, mm-hmm. you know, and that's okay. 
because I want to inspire people. Right. Mm -hmm. I want for people to see what I do and to feel like I can do that too, or I can be in that space, mm -hmm. or I deserve to be, be in, in that, that space. space. Yeah. You know? I love that. And it makes me, it sort of reminds me of like us and how we came up with the podcast because it wasn't a space for black women who've gone through weight loss surgery and who wasn't like, we've talked about everything. We, we did some episodes talking about smoking weed, like sex, drugs, and things that like people in the weight loss community, they frown upon. Like it doesn't exist. Like, no, right. you're still, still having happening. sex. Right. You're still getting high. You're still, there's still a balance of life. Like you can still do it after you go through this. Right. And so creating that environment or like, so somebody else can come behind and say, okay, Laverne and Shirley created this as the aunties. <laughs> we gonna come up as the cousins right. and show, have a space for people our age, whatever that might look like. Have you all, we, when we were reaching out to you, we were like, is a male model that's plus size called plus size? Is that, is that a thing? Right. We so, didn't know. Um, the agencies call it like brawn. Brawn. I call it brawn. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm a plus size male model. <laughs> because right, I was just about to I was say, like, you said plus size first because we didn't know. I'm like, is it plus? We didn't know. And what I like plus size so much better than, than brawn. Brawn sounds like a, 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 a dish color? rag or something. Oh, look, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, like no, I'm not feeling that at all. There you yeah, go. No. <laughs> okay, so that's what it, we didn't know. But when you said it first, I'm like, okay, free range to say. Yeah. Because like, I had yeah. no clue if that's, you know what I'm saying? If that would be something. We didn't want to say anything that was going to be wrong. Um, but we did wonder that. We didn't Google it, but I guess maybe if we had, we would have known. So brawn is what, okay. And how does it work with, uh, you know, I'm, I want to break into the industry so bad, but I'm not. Girl, go ahead. <laughs> Do it. Instagram is your best friend. I will just say that. Instagram is your best friend. Um, think of concepts. Like, don't just be out here, like, posing in front of your mirror and stuff like mm -hmm. that. That's, and stuff that's, like that. that's my go-to. Okay. Think about, think about <laughs> concepts. Think about how do I want to be seen? Mm -hmm. What do I want to say with this photo? Mm -hmm. You know? Think about that. Think about, like, you know, I recently did a photo shoot and... The one on the beach? I No, not the one oh. on the beach, but um, the one right before that where I had... Um, the underwear on mm -hmm. and like I had that suit on at mm -hmm. one point. Um, Indochino gifted me a suit for Pride Month mm -hmm. and they were like, we'd like for you to do something with this. And I was just like, oh. Yes. Okay, great. We'll do. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> um, so I hit up my friend Tariq Carroll who is... <laughs> When you want to talk about a photographer that honors black people, uh, Tariq is that photographer. Okay. okay. Mm -hmm. Tariq is this amazing, and he, he models as well. He's a plus size man. Okay. Um, Tariq is absolutely amazing at what he does. And there has never been a moment where I've done a shoot with Tariq and I'm like, you know, I, I'm, I'm not feeling this. No. Mm -hmm. Tariq hits the mark every single uh, time and it doesn't matter what he's doing Tariq is so amazing and i cannot stop singing his praises okay um is he based in new york he's based in mm -hmm. new york um you know we we sat down and we just like you know bounced ideas off each off of each other mm -hmm. i was just like okay i want to give them calvin klein because calvin klein has not given me the time of day and mm -hmm. I deserve it. Mm -hmm. I want that Calvin Klein billboard right there on um, West House there. Mm -hmm. I want that. Let's create something Let's that's along that. the lines yeah, of that. Yeah. Let's give them that, you know, because somebody is bound to see that and is bound to give me the time and space that I deserve. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
you know? And so that's what we did. And there were other elements that I wanted to be a part of that shoot because I was just like, now I'm doing this, but what else can I do to really like bring this over the top, right? Because mm-hmm. other people have done Calvin Klein inspired shoots mm-hmm. and stuff, but what sets mine apart, apart. from theirs? Mm-hmm. And already, okay, I know it's me and I know that the level of artistry behind the camera as well mm-hmm. is going to elevate it. But what else can I do to like really like hit that mark? And you know, the other working part in it canceled on us. That's okay because I'm going to revisit it and redo it in another way that I can hit what it is that I set out to do, mm-hmm. you know, and that's how you want to think about what it is that you're doing. You want to, you want to set your goal on something and hit that mark. Right. It's being you know? very intentional about what you're putting. Be yeah. very intentional yeah. about what you do. And it's crazy. Just hearing you say this, the, um, tell the story reminds me of just how being a person of color, how we have to break, you know, you said, you wanted to be in Calvin Klein. They're not giving you the space. We have to create our own space because we couldn't figure out. We were like, I- I'm I'm going through weight loss surgery. And I'm like, I don't know. It's no one that looks like me to help me through this. Not that has a pod. I've always listened to podcasts. And I'm like, I can't just, you know, be at work and put this in my ear. How can I... How can I do this? And my whole, just what you said, create your own. I was like, we're going to create it ourselves. Mm -hmm. That's what we have to do because it wasn't anyone who I felt like I could relate to. Because I am not going to lie, I trust the opinion of someone who looks like me, who's been through my experience. I trust their opinion more. I'm like, oh, okay, you get it because we've went through similar experiences. 100%. So When I was looking for a personal trainer... I was very adamant they had to either be black or Latino Mm -hmm. because our cuisine is the most similar. Mm -hmm. So they'll understand when I'm eating plantains, although they call it platanos, Mm -hmm. what I mean when I'm saying, like, that's what my mom cooked for dinner. (laughs) How can I eat this in moderation and still honor the diet that you've put together for me? There you go. You know? So... Again, I completely understand that need for, you know, having someone who looks like you because then they'll understand your, you know, f- your your viewpoint. Yes, right. You know, they'll understand what you possibly struggle with in terms of what you want to consume mm-hmm. or what you're used to or what you're being faced with when you go to a family member's home or something like that. Oh, yeah, the family. Because it's a thing. It's yeah. A yeah. Thing. You know, you can hold yourself accountable for what's in your home, but when you go over to a family member's house, it's a completely You can't tell them what game. to No. No. You can't tell them what to cook. And if you don't eat it, it's a problem. It's, it's a, a problem. problem. <laughs> Especially black Caribbean. Yeah. And I, like, no. that's disrespectful. That's right. that's right. Right. That's disrespectful. Totally. Okay. So how do you, how do you celebrate your body? Um, in a, uh, in a few ways, um, sex. Oh, yeah. Um, I have lots of sex. Like, you know what? A lot of Bravo. Stuff. Yes. <laughs> um, what we aspire to have all the time. Oh, um, this whole warm situation is not helping. Self-pleasure. Like, mm-hmm. that's on the daily. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes multiple times a day. I feel like it's so important. That's it's, right. It's a stress reliever. It's a, you know, wake up, 
You know, it's everything. It's sometimes the lullaby that you need at the end of the night Baby. to, like, you know, send you off into the stars. Like, Can, you know. So, you know, it was a fad with the whole rose petal vibrator mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. And that was, I just recently got one. I was like, everybody's getting one for Christmas. Like, <laughs> at this point, this is something. And it really is one of those things that, like, it just makes you feel so good about that thing was really... You know I'm not. I have. I have. I ain't went there, but I'm gonna try it because Sam was. Oh no, you need to. Me, yeah. Oh. She made me want to try it. The person that worked at a sex store had owns one vibrator, and the one that I own is because they gave it to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm not a person that has multiple toys. But the way she, I feel like she need to write a review because oh, it way, was in the middle of the day. Like and it, she talked about the in the bro. middle of the day, yeah. and like I was like, oh, I need a nap and a cigarette. I don't even smoke. <laughs> Like that thing did everything. See, look at God. Look. <laughs> yeah. Look at God. Oh. Okay, so um, all right, so sex, self-pleasure, anything else? Um, and I would say sometimes it's taking pictures of myself. Okay. You know, taking nudes. And I guess everything sounds really sexual, but sometimes it, it's even sometimes the act of self-pleasure isn't really a sexual thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sometimes it's not to reach a climax but it's just to like touch yourself and feel that tingle it's honoring your body yeah oh, yeah you know that. sometimes it's like you know just standing in the mirror and caressing my chest mm-hmm. and like you know looking at my reflection for a moment Mm-hmm. You know, that to me is a form of self-pleasure because mm-hmm. I'm taking in myself and what I see mm-hmm. and, you know, just loving that and holding on to that and, right. you know, living in that. And mm-hmm. I don't think that we take enough time to just do that. Like, yes, it feels great when someone comes and rubs my belly, mm-hmm. you know, but sometimes I need to sit on the couch and lift up my shirt and rub, and my, rub belly. my belly too. Yes. <laughs> You know, and it's it's just like I mean I'm doing it right now, but it's just like it just feels so comfortable and it feels so nice and it feels reassuring mm-hmm. that like I'm okay, mm-hmm. right? You know. Did you always have such a positive relationship with your body? No. Mm-hmm. Did I, it come? I feel like, you know. Caribbean people always want you to be chubby. It's always cute when you're chubby, right? Why was I just thinking, like, when we were talking about Caribbean peace growing up, sorry to cut you off, but, like, that's where I probably had the most confidence when I first moved here because island boys and African boys loved my big Mm -hmm. ass. Like, it was like, (laughs) oh, the more I, I remember dating a guy and I once I told him I was having surgery, he was like, well, why would you do that? Because I'm tired of like being on the verge of a stroke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like it was for medical reasons, but they like love. It was like, oh, this is a thing. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, it's all fine and dandy until you reach a certain point and then they're yeah. like, you're doing too much. Yep. And then they let you know every single chance that they get. See? They mm-hmm. keep letting you know. And for a little while, I was just like, okay. And then, you know, I began my weight loss journey and stuff like that. I lost a shit ton of weight. Like, I was dancing, and then I was going to the gym on a Friday Mm -hmm. and a Saturday. Um, I was really, like, curbing my eating and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. You know, borderline to, you know, at some point, it was borderline eating disorder. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's a fine line. Yeah, Yeah. I wasn't eating because I was seeing the weight coming off and, like, getting praise for that. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't eating and stuff like that. And then I hit depression. My freshman year of college, I had a major depression and, again, began a super unhealthy relationship with food where I was just eating, Mm -hmm. you know, to suppress everything I was feeling. Food was just like, 
I got you. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, but in the long run, I look back at it and I was just like, that was really fucked up. So it was, again, relearning how to love my body and stuff like that. And then I'm at a place now where I'm like, I've done the groundwork. I love myself. I love where I am. I love all of this. But now I need to honor you again and like get in shape. You know, mm-hmm. I still want a little pudge. I still want this, you know, good old one pack. <laughs> I but, love know, it. That one pack. Yeah, the one pack. <laughs> you know, if God says you won't have a two pack, I'll take it too. Right, but, right. You know, ideally, I want a little one pack, you know, a little pudge, something mm-hmm. to hold on to, something to smack like a drum and stuff like that. Listen, you know, not a drum. But I want to get into a place where I'm on the healthier side where... You know, health issues are not lurking behind me. There you go. I turn. Yeah. You know, I've noticed even like in my sleeping and stuff now, I'm drooling in my sleep. That was never a thing. Mm-hmm. So things got to change. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and I'm like, people can tell you all that they want, but you got to arrive they at it for you. yourself. There yeah. you go. I feel like that's the only way that you do make the change is. Wanting to do it for yourself, yeah. whatever that may be. If you want to lose weight, if you know your sleeping is whatever it is, you have to want to do it for yourself. I think that's the only way you can be successful. That's the only. It can't yeah. be for anybody. Else, it can't be for anyone else. Yeah, no one and can I'll shame you this, into it. That that part, mm-hmm. no one can shame you into it. And while you're on that, be careful who you let in, mm. because. The people that you let in can also send you spiraling or be your downfall in that. You know, I had a trainer that I worked with who I trusted. You know, I let him know like, hey, I'm in a vulnerable place and I need to do this. It's not because someone's telling me I need to. I need to do this because I feel like I need to do it for me Mm -hmm. and I need your help. You know what homeboy told me after the end of the month of us working together? He was just like, you're a cool guy, but you're a shitty client. (gasps) And that broke me because I'm a shitty client, but it was big winter time, raining and snowing. Wow. And here I am, you know, waiting outside the gym on a line, freezing cold, sometimes raining and stuff so I could get in the gym and do my little one and a half hour workout or two hour workout on the treadmill and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not for anyone else, not to please you, but because I needed to do it. And you know what? I told you I needed to be held accountable for things. So I'm just like, okay, like if I don't tell him that I went to the gym today, I'm only fucking myself up. Mm-hmm. So let me just take my little ass down to the gym and go, put right, these and headphones go. in mm-hmm. and go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You Sometimes know, I, we talk about often how you have to make sure that you choose the right doctor. You have to make sure you choose the right trainer because it's no way that someone that's supposed to be helping you and you're paying them. It's not like this is just your your friend that's your I'm not paying you to project. torture me. I'm not paying right. you to talk to me crazy. Like, I want you to help build me up. That's mm-hmm. so important to find the person that you want to work out with that's going to uplift you. Because I don't know how I would have came back from that. My first experience, my first real experience with a trainer, she was phenomenal, but... I feel like I don't know what I would have done if it had yeah. been something crazy like trainer. that. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. And it hurt me because, like, I viewed him as somewhat of a friend, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Um, I wonder if that's why he felt like he could say that to you. Because who would say that to a paying client? What? Right. <laughs> Sometimes know. people don't know their roles. And it's, it's hard when you intertwine relationships and people and there's not clear boundaries set. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, like, 
again, when when you're trying to lose weight and stuff, it's also very introspective. Yes. You know, so it was like me trying to unlearn bad habits. Like, yeah. when I'm bored, don't eat. Yeah. If I'm not hungry, don't, don't eat. eat. Yeah. You know, and he was just like, well, I need you to eat all of this throughout your day. I mean, it's, it's different and from what it's you're different teaching. from yeah. that, but I'm fine with this stuff because it's not like I don't like healthy food. Right. Mm-hmm. But... I, you know, at times felt like I couldn't consume all of that. Mm-hmm. It was a lot for me to eat. So I'd be like, okay, well, I ate this, 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 and I excluded this because I was just way too full to eat again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was just like, I need you to follow your meal plan. But if I feel like I'm going to throw up, you know, I you gotta need, so you gotta more find than I can't, right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I just felt like he wasn't being understanding about that. And that's not me giving you rebuttal or pushing back. It's me just being honest and saying, like, I at this point can't consume that. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you kick up my workout or something like it that, it will help. And I'm burning a lot more, it'll help. But when I'm on the treadmill and stuff, I'm walking and things like that. The you know, when I go on the elliptical, that's when I burn the most. Mm-hmm. You know, but even still, that's so much for me to consume. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know. What's something that you would um, tell younger Tevin and then something that you would tell future Tevin, like advice for both of them? Younger Tevin, I would tell him that all the things that you like dreamt of, you know, all the things that you maybe felt were like sort of out of reach Mm -hmm. when you were in high school and stuff like that. Like you're going to get it. Mm. Like it's going to happen for Mm -hmm. you and it's going to happen in the most unexpected ways, but you're going to find yourself in places that maybe you never even dreamt of Mm. and it's going to be amazing. And, you know, just keep humble as you go through all of it. Mm -hmm. Your humility will carry you. Mm -hmm. There you go. Future Tevin. Future Tevin. Future Tevin, I think I would tell him, like, you know, even if you're not where we envision that we would be by this age, you know, just with everything in your life, it's a slow burn. So, you know, just just keep that fire ignited and Mm -hmm. just, you know, just let it burn. Mm. I love that. I just don't want that a moment. You know, I'm a real OG too. (laughs) (laughs) One glory's here. Oh, right here. (laughs) So we got a healthy hack this week? So I would say the healthy hack is to honor your body in whichever way it feels good. So if it is rubbing your belly, if it's getting you a rose petal, which I recommend for everyone, (laughs) if it is standing in the mirror naked and telling yourself how beautiful and amazing you are, whatever it is. Wait, before you continue, that is something, you know, I'm a church girl at heart. And one of my favorite pastors said um, she was a she was plus size. You know, Michelle, Mm -hmm. she was plus size like her family was so small. But that's exactly what she said. She had to do. So for the saints that's listening, don't let the the rose <laughs> throw you off. Literally, a pastor said that's what she had to do is stand in the mirror, look at her body, and appreciate yep. every single dent, dimple, roll, whatever it was. Whatever it is. Yes, just appreciate what she had. Because at the end of the day, it might be a you might have a little roll, you might have some, but it's it's working. God made it, mm-hmm. it's on you, and it's working. Your feet work, your arms might jiggle, but they move. You have them. Yeah. So yeah. 
Go ahead. You know, that's the healthy hack. Yeah. Just honor your body whichever way it feels good. To you. Like, that's yes. the most important. That's all. That all goes to self-love mm-hmm. and how you will go. And whatever self-care. your journey yeah. leads you to, making sure that you are taking care and honoring and loving your body at its current state mm-hmm. will help whatever your future endeavors. Mm-hmm. Yes. Tevin, what you got going on? What do you want to tell the people to? Where, where should they follow you? What do you want them to? Any call to actions you have? Um, so you can follow me on Instagram again. That's at Fat Chuck Bass. Um, that came from Gossip Girl. We learned that came ah. from Gossip Girl. <laughs> you can follow me on TikTok as well at Fat Chuck Bass. Um, oh, we consistent with it. I love. Oh it. yeah, yeah. Okay. I try to keep it consistent. Um, I also have started a podcast myself. Okay, um, it's called Broken Privilege. Mm-hmm. It's a bit. It's on a little hiatus right now. I'm trying to rework some things. I got some feedback. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when I get feedback, it came from my siblings. So, you know, that it was real honest. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just like, I need, I need to follow that um, and work. Hope you're ready for the next episode. Hope you're ready for the next episode, hey